welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Nice figures you got That's there. That's a cool shirt. Thanks, man. That's the season two. Uh, Stranger Things. What is it called? The demo? No, they don't even really give it a name, do they? It's what? The big monster in, uh, in Stranger Things season two? No. The, they, have the, they have the demo dogs, which are the little guys. Right. That turn into demo gorgons. That's pretty cool. And all the guys in proton packs. Very Excited nice. About that. Oh, yep. that's right. Proton packs. Yep. Who's doing those? McFarland Toys is doing... Seven inches. I'd be curious. McFarland, remember, we've reviewed some that are a little... The molds are not yeah. very good. They're much better as static statues than they are as mm-hmm. action figures. Well, we'll see when they come out. Okay. So, uh, this week is uh, the beginning of February... And on February 2nd, this giant groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, <laughs> comes out of the ground in a fake ceremony That's to see right. if it sees its shadow. Again. And you uh, pointed out that a release of Groundhog Day on 4K UHD. The classic. Just happens to be out right around the same Absolutely time. Absolutely one of my favorite films. Absolutely. Top 10. Now... There's actually a study online, and I'm not going to dig it up, and I'm not even going to try to do it, but somebody made a mathematical guess on how many days he actually lives, His Bill Murray's character really? lives, and it's something like 42 years. Wow. Because of all the things he gets good at, like playing the piano yeah. and like being able ice to speak, sculpting, yeah, like ice sculpting, speaking, speaking French. French. All these things and like memorizing everything throughout the day. It, in order to learn all those skills, it would be something like forty-two years, I think. Don't hold me to that number. Google it. There's a ton of articles out about it. And Harold Ramis, when he was alive, didn't dispel any of them and say, sure. "No, you're wrong." Why would he? No, it's a good film. It's the folklore of it. Right. It's the weirdest movie ever that they actually made work. But I don't know at the time how they marketed it, because I really don't remember it being marketed, but it's a hard movie to kind of... It's 25 years old, too. Yeah, it's a hard movie to get your your head around. And it is still funny. The first five minutes of that movie, I was already into it, where he's just being a wise-ass weatherman. It was just fantastic. I think, like Ramis said, he kind of like ad libbed a lot of that stuff. I think he really, ad libbed most of it. He really enjoyed just playing around I think with most it. Most of them ad libbed it because on the Blu-ray of this, there's a awesome commentary track by the late Harold Ramis. Yep, which is beautiful. And then there's also a sort of behind-the-scenes featurette yeah. with Harold Ramis. The 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 Blu-ray is the same thing you can get on like digital download. It's uh, and it's the it's the, the extras are from the fifteenth anniversary of Groundhog I mean, Day. I don't know what else they have, and unfortunately, they can't go back to the right. Main source. It's from the fifteenth anniversary release, right? And it's got one of the cooler. I mean, they used to do when you when they first did Blu-ray, they had some really fun interactive features. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Yep. So this one's great because one of the characters, Needle Nose Ned, that really obnoxious life insurance salesman, yep. will pop on your screen with facts, and he'll just be annoying. He's annoying in that he entire. He pops movie. up at the bottom of the screen. He pops up on the side of the screen. He just I, walks away through the. The movie. best scene is when uh, Murray punches him right in the face. 
face and knocks him out. It's just like, thank you, finally. Yeah. So um, that's great. I mean, they fit so much into that movie. He's For you youngins who haven't seen this movie, tell them what it is. What happens? So it's kind of... The best way I can describe it is it's a little bit like uh, the Christmas story of past, present, and future. Except Bill Murray's character is stuck in the same day over and over again until... Phil Connors. Phil Connors. Reporting on... Punxsutawney Phil coming out to see his shadow, and he's, the day repeats. He's on location. Yes. He is a weatherman who is a jerk and treats everyone like a jerk and doesn't want to be there. And he continues to relive the same day, regardless of how he attempts to kill himself, either by dropping a toaster into a bathtub or stabbing himself or falling off a building. It doesn't really matter. He continues. He's basically immortal. And as the movie progresses, he has to figure out a way to sort of change who he is and change what he's about and hoping that the culmination of it will be that he actually wakes up on February 3rd. Right. Spoiler alert, he does. And it's great. And it's great. Andy McDowell's his producer, and she's just cute as a button, charming, fun. Chris Elliott, who I love, is the cameraman. Yep. He's a riot. And then Stephen Tablowski is the obnoxious insurance salesman. And who's the mayor? Brian Doyle Murray. That's right. That's right. His his brother is in the movie also. Yep. Um, and he plays, he's actually a great character because at some at one point, Phil Connors kidnaps <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil. And uh, he's basically telling the police to just make sure when you shoot, don't shoot the groundhog. Yes, that's a very funny scene. It the is. Whole, like, so, great movie. Um, it's a classic Bill Murray movie. And I it, think it's... if not, What's a better one? It's one of his best, where he's just showcasing himself the whole movie, and he's, he's just all over the place. See, I think that there was such a comfort level between he and Harold Ramis, because was of all... Was this before or after Stripes? Oh, this is well after. This, okay. is the la- this was the last thing that they worked on together because they had a falling out okay. through this movie. Apparently, the story goes, Murray was going through a divorce and was kind of a jerk and didn't want to follow direction and got into it with Ramis multiple times. And as a result, they kind of had a difference of opinion on the whole thing. And he felt, I guess, Murray was being a jerk, which he probably was, and they didn't talk for 20 years. Until just before Harold Ramis died. I guess they made amends and made up. Which and then... is just ridiculous because Ramis was a genius. I mean, Ramis he... wrote half of the like <laughs> iconic movies of the 70s and 80s. And Caddyshack, Stripes. Which, which Bill Murray was in. Stripes, which Bill Murray was in. He had a hand in Animal House too, didn't he? Yeah, Ramis. he did. Yep. Um, and obviously wrote Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh yeah, which, I forgot about that. Which made Bill Murray like right superstar superstar right and then did Groundhog Day and unfortunately that was the last project they worked on together right. but it's I don't know what you say about it it is kind of Harold Ramis's masterpiece it is I it's think just, it's Bill Murray's masterpiece I think it's both of them I think right. the, the movie is just it's put together so well um that each of the three acts is is almost its own story which is interesting because you kind of, as as he's reliving the day, 
little teeny tiny quirky things happen and you're thinking to yourself man how many times did they have to refilm right this almost the exact same way but with these subtle differences i mean that's so tedious and maybe that's why bill murray was so pissed at him because he's like how many times do you want me to film the same thing right um but it's a great movie if you haven't seen it you should see it on groundhog day and it will sure. be playing somewhere oh yeah on groundhog day they and did. Re- they did release it in 4K, which means um, obviously it's it's from film. So they they took the film, remastered it, and uh, added high dynamic range to it. So when you see films like these that aren't necessarily visual blockbusters, what happens is you end up noticing things that you really don't want to notice, like blemishes, like and stuff? nose hair, like Bill Murray's pocked face. It's really pocked. Um, yeah, I really like. It's really bad now. Like, what happened to him? I don't know. Or or teeth discoloration. You wouldn't even think you'd want to notice that. Oh. But you're watching the movie and you're like, Yeah, Damn, I, you that know, guy's tooth is not quite. I I guess at that point they probably didn't really do full color uh, enhancements on people's teeth. Right. I right. mean, now I have no idea how actors get their teeth so white. I don't know if they just like suck on bleach yeah. every night or what they do, but but anyway, it looks the the stuff where you want it to look good is there's a scene in a gravel pit that looks fantastic where he's driving. Um, there's don't, a fireball. Don't drive angry. That's right. There's a fireball, and there's him eating desserts at the Tip Top Cafe, which is also oh, pretty funny. It's disgusting, but it's funny. Yeah. So anyway, A plus plus. Oh, absolutely. Yep. One of my favorites, easily. Um, Watch it early and often. Okay. Do you want to quick uh, skip into these guys since we're sort of on the topic of uh, uh, loose topic? Sure. So, so Playmobil, who last year really put together a nice set of stuff for collectors, probably more than kids. Though you you would probably argue that because you've got a little girl who's like in love with a firehouse now. Yeah. Um. They put together a line of Ghostbusters playsets, including the Ecto One, and a the hot dog stand, and they put together um, Stay Puffed, Mister Stay Puffed, and um, they put the characters in traditional flight suits, and they gave them really nicely detailed proton packs mm-hmm. and PK meters. So the hair, called? the hair is a little weird on some of them, but so. But what's great is they obviously they know they got a hit. So they came out with another line right away where off, you know, frankly, if all they did was came out with this line, I'd be okay with it because it's kind of cool there. It's the dark, the dark gray costumes from Ghostbusters, too. And the Harold Ramis character has the greatest looking Elvis Presley hair I've ever seen. I mean, it definitely I mean, he, he kind of does in the movie, too. Yeah. So, so that's really awesome. And and easily they could have just thrown together more proton packs on these guys. Right. But they released a Zedmore with what? What is that called? Slime blower. A slime blower. What what is the point of that? So they take the negatively charged slime that is flowing under Manhattan in the subway, abandoned subway pneumatic transit system. Okay. They positively charge it so that when you spray somebody with it, they're kind of like euphoric. So they get good vibes they get rather good than vibes evil vibes. Of bad vibes. And that's the whole theory of Ghostbusters 2. There's a stream There's of... There's an angry stream of slime under the thing. Slime underneath the thing, And right? it's being generated because everybody hates themselves. 
and they hate each which other. Which is New York. Which is, I mean, anywhere for that matter. All right. So the, the clever twist on this is they each also get a ghost trap. But the ghost trap now allows you to actually see a ghost in three dimensions and suck it into the trap, which I couldn't believe it actually worked. But there's an app for it because there's always an app for it. Naturally. So there's this little translucent pyramid-shaped bin that you stick into the ghost trap. And you lay this entire ghost trap on your phone. And there's four types of ghosts, one of them is Slimer, that you'll actually see in this little bin dancing around and getting sucked into the ghost trap. Right. And it works. Yeah. My only complaint now that I've seen my almost four-year-old play with this stuff is that there's a lot of little small pieces, and it's just hard for her to keep them all together. Like, the proton wand will fall off the hand, and it's just a little too hard. How old is she? She's almost four. Is that really built for a four-year-old? Maybe? Playmobil? I mean, Playmobil, yeah. yeah that's I would, young. I would think so. They're kind of yeah. like the Duplo. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's a little too young for her. But, I mean, there's a lot of detail to these things. And interestingly, the reason that they wear gray in the second one yeah. is because, and they cut this out and put it in the video game. Apparently, it was in the movie, but they never made it, so they put it in the video game. The original flight suits are covered in Stay Puffed, and they have to be burned. Because, really? Because essentially, they carry so much of like the the bad the bad whatever happened whatever happened there right. that they have to burn it is that ever explained in the movie it is never explained in the movie but it is the reason why they switched to gray because they burn all the other flight suits and also is interesting is there's a who what character is this stan it's ray 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 comes with the ecto goggles but the ecto goggles are attached to this really weird monitor yeah that you don't even recognize. I don't recognize. Right? The only thing that and you're they, the expert. The only thing that they had different besides the slime blower was they had something called a Gaga meter, which I guess right detected the slime under the city. But that was the to the extent of it. They really didn't even use PKE meters that much in the second movie. So each figure is ten ninety nine, um, and you get the ghost trap, and they download the app for free. It's a trap. Only come with one of them or with each of them? Each one gets the trap. But it, but there's no difference. Between... There's no difference. Okay. And you also get a little cardboard black cover that you can put over if you're having problems with lighting. Okay. But I didn't have any lighting problems. I couldn't believe it. No, it we actually could see worked it. in a pretty fairly I mean, lit room. It's not as vibrant as the commercial I've seen for right. it, but it, you can still make it out. Right. The thing is, is letting a young kid have access to your phone... Right. Well, you'd obviously hold it. Which, I mean... You hold it let, at eye level with Let's him. face it. Most parents probably let their kids Bought have... their kid a yeah, phone probably. at this point. So right? it's pretty cool. I mean, I would hope that they're going to do something else with that app, like introduce this kind of functionality to more things. You would think that the next logical line for them would be Back to the Future because Ghostbusters and Back to the Future really do go together right. very that well. That would be a great or idea. Or even Doctor Who. Right. Would be another great thing having put, putting the TARDIS on and maybe yeah, yeah, having yeah. it light up inside. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So what we know is they're going to go back and start building sets based on cartoon series next. Mm-hmm. So we'll see those in like late March, April. But they're so not. They're they're just going to do figurines, not another firehouse, right? They're going to do vehicles. Oh, there so are they, they going to do a, the Ecto doing One a helicopter? 
That was the Ecto-2. So they got a helicopter I saw, and they shot some sort of on-water vehicle, which maybe they're, they're from, just extending That the, might be from the, from the game. Maybe they're extending it for the game yeah, also. Yeah, because the game has a boat. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But the I don't recall like I don't really remember watching all the cartoons, but they're not going to make a different Ecto One, are they? Not that I've seen. Okay, they're going to stick with those kind of play sets. But no word yet on uh, a Ghostbusters the latest movie set. But we know that's going to come probably next year or not at all, huh? I, I guarantee you, collectors are really happy with these. That's why they did. I mean, even more. Considering you know, what the options were at the time as a kid, you could get a Kenner figure yeah. that was like a six-inch figure, right? And the proton pack sort of slapped into the, into a slot in the back, yeah. But those things would bend. I mean, this is like a little bit. These are light years ahead. A harder quality. Yeah. I mean, you could still have stuff fall off, but it's pretty impressive. With it's the, all good. The rubber tubing and stuff. It's all good. All right. So we're going to come back and we're going to dive into a Geostorm. Into Geostorm, not the car, but the movie, the movie. And we'll we'll talk about it. We're going to give a lot to give a lot to say. Yes. Home run with these. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C O M M D I G I news.com and support the next evolution in news. Um, you never drove a Geo, a Geo, right? No. The defunct Chevy spinoff brand? Nor a Gremlin. And so not so you never drove a Geo Storm. Does that have anything to do with this movie? No, but when they first announced it, I was like, oh, They're weird. Building a it's movie a, on a, a movie car. about a car that no one, uh, that a lot of people bought because it was really, really cheap. Right. And, uh, I mean, it didn't explode like the Gremlin. Now, I know you were very excited to think you had finally found a movie that was going to top Master Pines in your list of the worst possible movies. Yep. Mine's still Holy Moses, so that's my number one with Dudley Moore. Okay. There's no better I don't think I've seen that one, and I probably will you pass. You don't ever watch that I movie. I will probably pass. Um, it wasn't the worst movie. It was not a good movie, but it was good enough to sustain some level of ridiculousness to where it was hard to peel your eyes away. Regardless of how often I rolled my eyes, because I definitely right. rolled my eyes, it was, I don't want to say it was a train wreck. But it was not good. But it was also like I, you uh, know, it had enough action into it and suspense. Yeah, but it had too much yapping. Oh. It's a disaster movie. Stop talking. And, and this, you know, <laughs> this thing with their brothers was yeah. just pointless. The the best part is you could almost tell when the writers ran out of ideas, they just destroyed another city. Yeah. Then they had a tsunami hit something, or they a, had a tsunami hit the desert. Remember that? that was Dubai. Dubai. Right? Yeah, yeah, because there was the guy that was riding the donkey, and he just, it's a, it's a, an actor, it's an extra, he has no voice lines, right. he's just kind of in the desert, riding on his donkey, he turns around, and there's a 20-foot tall wave. Right. The Kremlin melts. Uh, yes, but not in the cold way, it is basically yeah. cooked alive. Right. As does... Um, uh, Hong Kong, is it Hong Kong? Planes are frozen out of the sky. What what place is that? 
which is kind of cool. That's probably the coolest effect in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, where they're on the beach, and everyone freezes to death. Oh, yeah. that's Afghanistan's the first place that gets frozen. Right. So let's take a step back. Let's talk about the premise of this. They are taking full advantage of people's paranoia of global warming. But they are, they have taken it to such an extreme. And they is this Dean Devlin guy who, who, who gave us, fair enough, Independence Day, which was a fantastic movie. And then he gave us Godzilla, which wasn't such a fantastic movie. And things haven't gone... I haven't considered his career spectacular after that. So the premise is that it's, it's a few years in the future... And we now have a fleet of space shuttles that ferry people to space where Gerard Butler's character has built a an array of weather-controlling satellites that, upon release of certain things into the atmosphere, can remove the... Uh, an impending threat of severe weather caused by global warming. And... As a result of and this, and do they clearly mention that it's global warming? They do. Okay. Be, well, no, but it's just severe S- weather. weather, right? And it it it's about there's a lot of undertones about how everyone is switching to solar, right? And so, uh, Butler's character develops this thing, launches this thing. It's currently being operated by the United States, but in a few years' time, it will be run by an international coalition of which there are already people from most, from I think they said like 12 countries right. who are participating in this, funding it, and everyone is sort of, the undertone is that it, it's all for humanity. There's no one country. It, they're all together. And it features an international cast of people I can't understand. So it was very the only exciting guy, to watch. The only guy that I know of was um, the British guy. He was in a TV show called Misfits that I watched that I really liked. <laughs> And he's been in a couple other movies. He was in it, but he plays a bad guy. The Gerard Butler was in it. It's not his best movie. Um, Ed Harris was in it. They completely didn't really use him. Andy uh, Garcia. Andy Garcia was in it. As They're, the president. Again, as the president. Actually, no, he's the mayor in Ghostbusters. So he's working his way up. <laughs> he's working his way up. Um, and the premise is that somebody... And you there, know it was coming. There is an anomaly happening where this array of satellites is starting to create storms that is having devastating effects. Right. And as the movie goes along, these things attempt to try to kill people on board the space station and ultimately try to create a geostorm wiping out most of the population of right. the world. And it's determined that there is somebody on the ground who Hacking. is who is doing this via a virus right. and it's up to Gerard Butler and crew to stop it before the space station explodes due to somebody triggering the auto destruct sequence that was built just in case it deorbited <laughs> now i want to point something out as somebody who knows a little bit about space travel uh we've had really big ass satellites fall to the ground before they burn up. Most right? of them burn up, with the exception right. of Skylab, which kind of littered itself all over Australia. But for the most part, they burn up. They don't have self-destruct mechanisms on board <laughs> like the Hubble. If the Hubble deorbits, they're going to probably try to figure out a way to either blow it up with a missile or right. have it crash into the water. Right. So that's, that's flaw one. Secondly, 
all of a sudden, apparently, only space launches can happen out of Cape Canaveral, Florida, on these knockoff-looking space shuttles that still, by the way, use the same technology as the space shuttles. Right, even though... <laughs> but even though now they can dock and they can fly into the space station and fly yeah, out, it's kind of like... That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's like a Star Wars for movie. Like a, for like a few years' time from here to there, right. no, not so much. Right. Um, and the fact that it's taken down by like a simplistic virus is like reverse engineering Independence Day. Right. I didn't think of that. Right? right. I mean, it is, because that's... How do they take down the aliens? With a virus. Right. It's like a, a rehashed premise. And the end of the movie is like Moonraker. A, a, all hell is breaking loose. The space station's blowing up. They've got they've got to put the president's kill codes in to restart the system, and right. only he can do it with biometrics. So somebody's got to kidnap the president. Right. And all hell's breaking loose, and people are shooting at each other, and... Meanwhile, Andy Garcia shows no emotion whatsoever throughout the entire movie, and neither does Ed Harris, for that matter, but yeah, there's a lot of emotion between the brothers, and somebody might die, then they don't die, then they might still die. I mean, it's 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 more of a... But you know what? It is uh, up for the Razzie. Well, that's good. Yeah, so it might, it might win something. And this movie cost $120 million. It looked it. Actually, isn't there better ways to spend $120 million? It wasn't. The visuals weren't bad. I didn't say when, they were. When, when he's, he has his spacesuit malfunction and he's crashing into the solar tiles. Right. That's not cheap. No. Well, especially with every little speck of glass flying all the way around yeah. him. Forget it. That's but the, that was a lot of money. Yeah. Why would they do that? As I said, anytime they didn't really have anything to write they just decided let's just destroy another major city <laughs> there are much better movies to watch if you're gonna yet, watch a yet somehow Armageddon this, this space station explodes and it doesn't touch the array of satellites right at all at all which is like a spider web covering the planet isn't yep. it mm-hmm which is pretty amazing I mean I yeah it's, it's not the worst movie of is, the year it is not masterminds Right. Nor does it attempt to be. It is It is not Olympus has fallen. It is more like London has fallen. It's right. not great. I don't know how they could have made this movie any better, to be honest with you. It was so... It's not... It, it makes no attempt to be believable. It makes no attempt to be a true sci-fi movie. It's basically um, Olympus has fallen in space. Yeah. Go watch Interstellar. Or go right. watch Deep Impact. Or even go back and watch The Towering Inferno. Okay. I'm gonna seg. I'm gonna. We're gonna veer off topic for a Good. second. Which movie's better, Armageddon or Deep Impact? Armageddon, because it's cool. Yeah. Those guys landing on an asteroid. Yeah. And they're cool guys. And it's like, Steve, Steve it's Buscemi, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Man. Ben Ben Affleck. Bat Bat Bat. Come on. Batman. And Liv Tyler's on the ground. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, you can't beat that. Deep Impact. He, Isn't that Morgan Freeman sitting on a beach getting his Morgan Freeman ass blown off the it's, planet? It's The Hobbit. And then that's kind of it. Yeah, come on. Armageddon. All right. Hands down. You ever watch the like crazy extended cut of Armageddon, which is like three and a half hours? No. No. <laughs> this guy has right here. Was it good? Yeah, <laughs> no. Okay. It didn't matter at all. It didn't matter. I mean, that movie is... Actually, you know what? Armageddon and Geostorm are kind of a lot alike. They really are. 
in Come many on in now. many in many ways. Right. They've got ridiculous space shuttles that miraculously right. are invented, random stuff blowing up for no apparent reason whatsoever. Right. And occasionally when they don't have anything to write about, a chunk of asteroid comes down and blows up a major city and in this case it's a weather generating system that And don't they land the space shuttles on the asteroid? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, only one, remember? That's right. Because the other one's... They only had one chance. Oh, that's right. Blow the movie for everybody. Now. Come on. If you haven't seen Armageddon, you suck. <laughs> Everyone needs to watch that movie at least once. That's true. And remember, that song that uh, Steven Tyler made for that thing was a monster hit that year. I'm missing you. Yeah, don't want to miss a thing. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Only did it for his daughter, too. Did it win too. the Oscar? I think so. If yeah. it didn't, yeah, shame. It shame. Right. We're not going to do our research on that, because no. why bother? So, yeah, I mean, it's there. It's good. I caught a typo. The only time I catch stuff is when I come over here to, good. to record. Good. So now I got to go fix it. Good. You should catch things. Dagnamit. So what are you watching right now? Anything good? Oh, well, let's see. So we got past Cloverfield 4K. We got past Mother 4K. Oh. Not, yeah, Mother 4K, which is, woo, that's a rough movie. Okay. Oh. Um, you're not you're not making me watch that, right? I won't make you Thank watch you, that. Thank you. I really don't want to watch it. Suburbicon, which I that? do think How was that? you need to watch. That's the Clooney movie, right? I was fairly fascinated by it. Most critic, I mean, all critics hated it. It but was that, almost universally but hated. But that's Clooney's movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. It's Coen Brothers too. Okay. You know what it is? It's like a um, uh, a standalone episode of Fargo. Is what's his name in it? Who? The guy who's in everything these days? No, no he's not. <laughs> okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. But I'm telling you, you're going to watch this and go, wow, it's Fargo. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I, I love me some Fargo. The Bad Mom's Christmas, and which I wasn't. I didn't see the first one. Well, I'll let you watch both then. Okay. It wasn't terrible. You know what it was I, actually, I laughed You know what it. movie I really want to watch is The Three Billboards and Ebbing... Missouri, the one with Francis uh, right. McDormand, the right, one that, right, that right. they claim is going to win an Oscar. It's got Sam Rockwell in it. You can't go wrong. Right. That looks really good. There's a lot of movies coming out that don't look very good. Thor's coming out soon. Yeah. I can't wait Ragnarok. for that. Ragnarok. And I've been playing the, um, they took this great game from 19, 2005 called Shadows of Colossus, of All the right. Colossus. All right. I've been playing that. It is I am, epic. I am really into Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefront 2. 2. Uh-huh. Finally, I, I um, I'm the pat- Tie Fighter. So you fought, you did the battle on the the, the multiple ba- the multiple Tie Fighters, um, where they go to like the the Empire's stronghold planet right. that they then want to blow but up. But you're playing the story. I'm playing the story. The 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 part with Luke and the lightsaber. Yeah, you got past that. I rocked it with a lightsaber. I didn't, so I didn't die once. You'll notice that the compass he picked up mm-hmm. is in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Right. Yep. And now I'm uh, I've just defected. There you go. So you're gonna love it. Keep going because yeah. there's a second piece to that that was downloaded. Okay. I it should be already in your system. Yeah, probably was because I didn't see any downloads for it, but. Um, uh, yeah, I think that'll be really good. And I did finish uh, Blade Runner. Oh, and I loved it. Really, I, I really thought the the as soon as the the part where he interacts with um, Harrison Ford, yeah, 
um, or Deckard. Yeah. Uh, that was when it when it it got good. It got really good. Right. I mean, it was. I, I think Ryan Gosling is a fine actor, and and he was he was good by himself. But right. put those two guys together, and there's some chemistry there. Yep. Maybe he can be uh, Indiana Jones' son, and he can take the place of Shia LaBeouf in the next Indiana Jones, because. Because LaBeouf is LaBeouffed. He's he is, gone. No, he's out. They he's boot, out? They booted him. I think he had some, like, he said some stuff. Some mental breakdowns? I don't know. And I'm kind of excited for Ready Player One. Because there's a DeLorean in it with a freaking Ghostbusters oh, logo right. on Oh, right. You're right. What is that? I, 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 it's like every possible pop culture reference crammed into a, movie. into a movie. Apparently, the Iron Giant is like a main, yeah. major character in it. Wow. And there's flying DeLoreans that yep. race, and uh, but it's virtual. It's like it's a it's a it's like right. it's like a virtual reality game that everybody dials into because the world is broke. the The creator dies and leaves three trillion dollars, and complete control of the game. And and that's that's he says if you're seeing this, I'm dead. And if you find the Easter egg in the game, then you inherit three trillion dollars and total control of the, of the game. Wow. And this one kid who lives in Is Ohio. Is this directed or produced by Steven Spielberg? I believe both. Wow. So okay. I'm excited about that. I hope he can sort of bring some good things to it. So Okay. All right. That's plenty. Uh, I think so. So next week. Uh, You're going to be getting some a dose of bad moms. All you're right. going to get some, and you're going to watch Suburbicon. Okay. For sure. All right. And we'll see what else we got. And I'll be asleep after I watch yes. uh, Bad Moms, probably. <laughs> that's it <laughs> well, I mean I don't know it just <laughs> that's the ending and then I'll be asleep I cue the polka yes thank you all right to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.